We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is... All right, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios live today, Kirkwood, Missouri. You can call our Texas 855 282 8255, it's 855 Cub Talk. We have a special guest host with us today, Tom O'Toole of Mikas O'Toole Law Firm here in St. Louis, also former president of the USGA. We really appreciate him being with us today. It's a kind of been an exciting golf week all around um, with the Ascension Charity Classic kicking off. Um, you've also got uh, the buzz around Normandy with Jack Nicholas being in town, and then starting this week, We've got the Ryder Cup, which uh, with that Toby song, um, hopefully we'll put a boot in the uh, European ass of uh, their team. Although I will say, oh, we got a caller. Yeah, we've got Ted on the line. Okay, Ted, Ted, you're on the Mark Milton show. What's going on? Good morning. Had a uh, comment and a question. Want to thank Tom O'Toole for his uh, participation in local golf talk for uh, almost three decades now. The heyday of the fairways and greens. He was off and on with uh, Jay Jr. and Iggy. The great Jay Randolph. Yes. Yeah, always enjoyed Tom's perspective. Um, I was totally pumped that week of the Amex Championships. I had taken the whole week off from work. I had bought my tickets early with an Amex to get a chance to see Tiger at the clinic. And that next day, like Tom, I was sitting there and and saw that, that report come in and then that second plane. Man, oh man, what was what could have been, but but gosh, the the memories just all came rushing back. When I asked Tom about that heyday in golf, um, any reflections on how crazy it was back then in the late '80s through the through the '90s? I remember just so many golf courses being built in town. I mean, some of them I'm sure are not around anymore. But I remember driving all over town to play golf at courses that were were new or fairly new. So again, Tom, thanks for all your your endeavors in golf, and uh, thanks for making yourself accessible to Jay and others uh, to talk about the game. Thanks. All right, thanks for the call, Ted. We appreciate it. Ted, thank you. Kind kind remarks, not deserved, but much much appreciated. You know, uh, we did have a boom in golf about the time the uh, I went on the USJ committee shortly after my law school life and, and success in a couple of bar exams and probably should have gone down a different path, but I ended up on a golf path along with my legal practice, and that's when it did boom. You know, we didn't have good public golf courses when I was a kid growing up. If you didn't play at a private club, you played on something that was less than the agronomic standards that you would prefer, and there was a nice boom at the time Ted references late 80s into the 90s where we, we enjoyed public golf at a higher level and it's been maintained that we probably overbuilt the market right it was oversaturated and now we've lost some of these golf courses and not just in our region but nationally but i think you know one if there's one silver lining to covid and we'll all search for one is the boom in golf has helped and has got people out walking and and got an embrace in a in a sport or a game that can be played outdoors and that was a good thing and so I think it has revitalized a lot of golf facilities 
in private clubs, as you know, Mark, the, you know, the access or interest in private clubs has grown immeasurably across the whole country. Waiting lists, mm-hmm. doing away with shutting off membership because really all COVID related. But, uh, you know, it's like a lot of things. The market's got to balance itself. And I think we've done that. We overbuilt. We've now trimmed back down and now we can take places like Normandy and restore them and keep them instead of trying to go build another golf course new somewhere. Well, so I feel like, you know, me growing up, Tiger in the 90s, I mean, that made golf something more than just the avid golfer wanted to watch. Tiger was in entertainment. And I think today what's interesting is golf's kind of become cool for young people. And I don't know if it's like people like Barstool. You know, Barstool has really, you know, promoted golf. They've got this event with Brooks Kepka coming up. And I think you've got younger players who are more, you know, seem cooler, like cooler guys. Like a Brooks Kepka looks like he could be a football player or, you know, Dustin Johnson. Like it just seems like golf has become cool for younger people, you know, whether it be teenagers, college kids, you know, young professionals. It seems like people are golfing younger and younger, even if they maybe didn't participate in youth golf. Because that is a challenge. You know, not a lot of people, like you said, could grow up playing golf. I mean, it's not a sport that necessarily has the greatest accessibility when you're a young kid. Um, and hopefully things like the Normandy Project will will help that. Um, and I remember, you know, uh, Stonewolf being, I grew up in Belleville down, not far from where Stonewolf is. And that was a huge deal that there was going to be a Jack Nicholas designed golf course build. And then you had Far Oaks and, uh, some other gateway, you know, came along. And, um, so there really was a big boom that I think you can attribute that to Tiger. And my hope is this popularity now kind of post COVID will maybe get a resurgence. You know, those courses can kind of survive and, and even thrive yeah. under the new, new popularity of the sport. Yeah. I think if you look at, uh, PNLs and golf courses now, they are surviving because of that. Look, Tiger changed the dynamic in the in the dial in golf because he brought uninitiated, underprivileged people of color that said all of a sudden he brought a spotlight or a microscope on the game for that group. And that means it was exposed to a greater group and those who were less inclined maybe before tiger to be interested by it and so that's a good thing we need to continue to make this sport more inclusive first of all we know it's expensive that's a drag that's probably not going to change because it requires equipment and greens fees and so we have to lessons education i mean that's you know things like that yeah we have to work hard to get people in that game and find ways to get around those hurdles of the expense and because the game can it it can change lives it can transform lives and kids and uh about the things that golf represents integrity and and in competition and camaraderie those are important attributes that we all have in all walks of our lives Mm -hmm. and golf can do that for you and sportsmanship um you know is a huge thing and so i'm fascinated to get your intake on the uh the Ryder cup team because when i look at the roster so uh the u.s Ryder cup uh takes place this upcoming weekend friday saturday sunday at whistling straits golf club in kohler wisconsin um which has hosted many events and and certainly going to be an amazing backdrop for the u.s to take on the european team but um you know i think this group of 12 so you've got colin morikawa Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and, and Cantlay are the uh, six automatic qualifiers. And there's been a little bit of uh, 
not controversy, but you know, the people got you know, golf channels gotta gotta make news. And so the the captain's picks are Tony Finau, Shoffley, Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, Harris English, Daniel Berger, and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, the most notable guys left off, Patrick Reed um, and Kevin Knott. And my read on that is, no pun intended, Reed's not well-liked, There, among other players. You've already got you know maybe some drama brewing with uh, DeChambeau and, and Kepka. And I don't know if Knott, I don't think Nas particularly, his, his pace of play is an issue. I don't know if he's disliked, but... Maybe not the most warm and fuzzy guy to play with uh, as a partner, so that might have something to do with it. But what are your what's your take on the uh, the captain's picks? Do you think any mistake was made there? Or do you agree yeah, with the, the six he chose? You know, Steve Stricker, I know him to be a very thoughtful, mindful guy. Uh, this is a hard process, particularly, you know, it was hard when you got two, and now it expands. It's still hard, right? Because there's still people on the periphery. Uh, you know, generally speaking, you want the players that are playing well because it's impactful in the next two weeks, right? You don't want somebody that's hadn't played well since the spring. Kevin now was playing well, but Reed wasn't playing well. So if those are the two spotlights of people that weren't included, uh, I, I like his picks. You know, Jordan's a, a logical one. He had a good year. He's a very good match play player. He's very popular. Um, and so Finau, Harris English, those guys are, are you know have length. Those are good guys to have on team competitions. Uh, same thing with 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 Scotty Xander's playing well. So you know I think Steve did a pretty good job. The question is, with six rookies against a team that would now they're still waiting on a couple of their picks, which will be made I think maybe at the end of the weekend. Uh, but you know you look at the. They got Garcia, Lowry, mm-hmm. Westwood, Fleetwood, Casey, uh, and John Rom. I and, mean, John Rom's yeah. probably the and McElroy. Oh yeah. So that's a pretty seasoned team, right? Uh, so I, you know, if you look at it on paper, Europeans got more experience, right? At least in the Ryder Cup, and and you know these guys are all prominent players. So, but you know that's why they play the match. Uh, they don't give trophies away ahead of time, so. We'll see what happens. You know, Whistling Straits is a very peculiar golf course. It's almost Lynx style, European style. That, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it's it's not really Lynx golf, although it sits on the on the um, Lake Michigan. Um, it, it tries to be Lynx because there's a lot of sand there, but it, it's it's very quirky and very penal. So it'll be a good match play golf course, depending on how Stricker and Kerry Hag set it up. Uh, so, you know, it'll be good drama. Uh, people get rubbed up about this event. Uh, having fans there and post-COVID, uh, you know, and it's on American soil, so there will be some excitement around it. Can I, I just really hope fans I, – I just have gotten to be so put off by golf fans. Like some of the obnoxious behavior, like especially late on a Sunday. I mean – I don't know. I, I have a feeling this Ryder Cup's going to take it to another level because people are going to be so revved up to be there. And hopefully they can, you know. Yeah, let's, keep hope, it. It, let's hope it doesn't get uh, where it you know, impacts the outcome of the match uh, or where there's things that are disrespectful or not um, not sportsmanlike. Right. That that would be a, a huge detriment to the game. Well, what, what black do you, eye. Well, I want to get your take on. I mean, you've seen in the news the DeChambeau, the, the Kepka stuff. I mean, DeChambeau, you know, being called Brooksy, all these things. 
Do you think that that's real? Like, do you think there's like real animosity between those two guys? And how do you put it to bed for a weekend like this? Or can you? Or do you just keep them apart? Keep if you're Stricker, you just keep, keep them, them apart. Keep apart. Yeah, I don't think they'll be playing in foursomes or four ball together. <laughs> no. Uh, well, who do you put Bryson with then? Well, I mean, you know, you, you put him with uh, in, in a in a foursome. You put him with a with a shorter hitter. Uh, four ball doesn't matter because everybody's playing their own ball. But uh, look, Stricker's uh, he, he's prepared long and hard for this role. And again, I, I know Steve to be a very thoughtful and mindful guy. He will be he will be well prepared. And he'll seek out advice from people like Tiger. He's close to Tiger and his vice captains. So he'll manage that thing. But I do think it's real. Um, I think um, Bryson DeChambeau is one of his worst enemies. He's not a bad kid. I knew him. I gave him a U.S. Amateur Trophy. Um, I, he was on our World Amateur Team. Um, he was on a World Amateur Team in, in Japan, which was uh, Bo Hostler and Denny McCarthy. They didn't even talk to him. They didn't even did. Because he's quirky, he's odd. Different clubs and everything's a science. And even back then, it was uh, it was odd to people. And he has an abrupt personality. Uh, he shoots sixty one on Saturday at the World Amateur Team in Japan to bring the U.S. back into it. And on Sunday, he's in the last group and he makes a twenty footer at the last hole to win the Eisenhower Trophy for the U.S. He then left that October event went back to school, won the NCAA in June, and won the U.S. Amateur in in August. Uh, and so that, that turned his game around. But he, he he's not thin-skinned where if people don't like him, it's not all that bothersome to him. Uh, Kepka, on the other hand, is a bully. That's how I feel. That, that Let's just call a spade a shovel. Yeah. Uh, he's not... He not win any popularity contests no. out there either, and he says things about Rory and other players. I mean, you know, why? And him and DJ he, don't get along. I always thought yeah. they were buddies, but apparently well, they think, hate each yeah, other. Yeah, I don't know. The Kepka's a cocky guy. Uh, he's a um, he could be a confrontational guy, and so he, you know, he's kind of made his own bet as well. So, you know. I'm going to get eight hours of sleep tonight worrying about <laughs> Kepka and, and DeChambeau and what it does to the Ryder Cup. Steve Stricker will tell him, sit down and shut up. Yeah. Or you'll sit permanently. So Steve will manage that well. He, he will, he's got the respect of these guys. Um, he, he's a, he's a strong willed guy. He'll be fine. All that said, are they up to the task with all this youth on this team? And, you know, uh, I had Morikawa on my world amateur team. This kid's a real deal, and he's got ice in his veins. Mm -hmm. um, but so does Cantley. Cantley's been unbelievable. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if guys like you know Spieth can can find their old form. I mean, Harris English has played as good as anybody all year. First time Ryder Cup, so I think I look for him to you know be you know have a good impact. And I'm looking forward to watching. I think it'll be a lot of fun to catch the action uh, next weekend because we haven't had it. What's it been? So week this was from, supposed week to be, from this week. This was supposed to be the 2020 Ryder Cup, wasn't it? Did they cancel? That's correct. So I don't not. know if they're going by that. I don't know if they're going by that logo. Does like the Olympics. Say 2020. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a they good did question. that. They did that after 9/11. You know, they did call it that the prior year's Ryder. So who Cup. do you think wins it? I feel like the Europeans are going to win it. I just feel like their their rosters. Yeah, I, don't, I think I think the U.S. on U.S. soil will rise to the occasion. They got beat at Medina. They were embarrassed by that greatest comeback ever. They thought the 
the U.S. comeback in 99 at Brookline was the greatest, but Medina's more. I think the U.S. will hold on because it's on U.S. soil. But again, let's hope the galleries are respectful. Absolutely. And I think it'll be helpful, like you said, with the DeChambeau, like a guy like Phil being a uh, vice captain, I think could help mentor him. And Freddie Couples is kind of a no-nonsense guy that I think would, would be helpful for that group. So rooting for him. Hopefully they can uh, pull out the victory. Um, well, this is the Mark Milton Show. Normally with the smash, but today we've got a special guest co-host, <clears throat> Tom O'Toole with Mikas O'Toole Law Firm here in St. Louis, also former USGA president. We really thank you for being here today, Tom. It's been a lot of fun having you. It's kind of a golf edition. We wasn't really planning on this, but it worked out well with everything going on in the St. Louis area golf-wise. Sally, so appreciate you being with us. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Miller Furniture, Lordo's Diamonds, Andy Newbold, First Bank Mortgage, and Rosalita's. We'll be getting that Rosalita's family pack tonight. Can't wait. Happy birthday. Alice, number three, love you. We'll see you soon. We're going to be taking her to uh, Grant's Farm here this afternoon. All right, this is the Mark Milton Show. You can hear us anytime here on 590 The Fan, 590thefan.com. You can also download our podcast anytime at Apple iTunes. Thank you for listening, and we are out.